The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with your host, Ann Holiday. Ayurveda and yoga are often poorly understood, and there are many misconceptions about them. According to Ayurveda and Yoga is a series of shows on the concepts of this ancient knowledge of life and consciousness presented in a way which is easy to understand. Now, here is Ann Holiday. Welcome to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. This is your host, Anne Holiday. Today, our program is on aging, and I'm afraid I don't have a guest, but I did have to plan what, have one plan, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. So, it will just be me today. Actually, it's rather ironic because today is my birthday, and even though I'm not going to admit my age, uh, because I'll probably choke on the number, I will admit, and just to say, that I more than qualify to talk about aging and how to handle it and how to manage it in terms of mental, physical, and spiritual health, because almost everything that I will talk about today will come from my own experience. It's quite an interesting reflection for me, actually, today, talking about this, because my mother and most of the women in my family were already dead by the time they reached my age, and my husband died 15 years ago, so I've been on my own for quite a long time, and he was my age when he died. So, statistics show me that each day is very precious to me, and I must be very grateful for the gift of my health, which has given me complete freedom to do what I want to do in my final years, and of the importance of living each day as though it were the last. Now, listeners today are probably going to be older people, Uh, wanting to get tips on how to manage the myriad of annoying things which come with age. But I also hope that there will be young people listening for two reasons. One is because I want them to see from an older person's perspective what it is like to be going, growing old and not to have the impression made upon them by specialists or experts or something like that. We had a saying years ago, which may be still around, I don't know, which said you can't put an old head on young shoulders and youth is wasted on the young. And my mother used to say that to me and I used to think that she were, it were the ramblings of an old person. But now that I am old and I look back on my life, I realize how right she was. Because there's a lot of knowledge today, but very little wisdom, and wisdom only comes with time. 
So this is why we have to look to the wisdom, not just the knowledge and statistics and studies to find the answers. Another saying which is always which has been tested and is hard and true, which says that history repeats itself. So which is why even though we have all the technology today and all these apparent advances and feel that we're so sophisticated, we have to remember that advanced civilizations before us also thought that and that things change as we go along and we don't have all the right answers simply because we are advanced people. Time and tide wait for no man. When I was young, I remember laughing and making fun of old people, and they probably weren't as old as I am now, and and that they were cantankerous and always giving advice and answering back and having something to argue about and repeating themselves. Well, now I see that I realize that I'm exactly like that. I don't agree and sometimes I disagree because I want some sort of stimulating conversation. And that's what keeps you going when you're older is to have communication, which is why um, we shouldn't have options uh, just because I'm old. After all, I've been where all these people have been before, but they haven't been where I am. And I remember a policeman saying to me once uh, that I had an attitude just because I wasn't going to put up with his rudeness. And as a taxpayer, why should I? I pay his salary after all. As I have got older, I realize that we live in a world today that has been designed by people who are not old. Certainly, it wouldn't look this way for me if there had been any wisdom behind it. I also think that it's funny that the assumption is always made when you reach a certain age that um, the the, society has been determined by bureaucrats that your healthy years are now over and it's time for you to be sick and to use all the services that have been set up for you to use. On a recent birthday in the past, I reached Medicare age and um, I had a telephone call about my health and about my living situation, whereas the day before, nobody cared whether I lived or died, it seemed. And they sent me a lengthy form to fill out about um, all the things that um, were available to me and what my needs were and how I had to start thinking about how to find these services when I needed them. Um, And then I signed up also for Medicare supplemental insurance, which I had uh, to pay as well because I didn't have, and because I didn't have prescription insurance, I had to pay more, which I thought was actually crazy because I am being penalized because I take care of my health and I don't need any medications. So I get a um, a thing through the mail every week for a hearing test, for instance, even though I've had a test which said that I have perfect hearing. And I wonder what makes them think that my hearing is going to deteriorate in a week. 
My husband, my first husband died at a very young age of cancer when we could have done with all of these services that are available to all people, which was when we needed them. So it's made me think that what we have is a system that services uh, a money-based or a financial-based system and not what people really need. Anyway, I went through this long questionnaire that they sent me about the stairs and having life support and uh, this and that and being tested for a stroke. And, and then they finally asked me if there was any particular thing that um, I couldn't do. So I called them up and I said, well, actually, there is something. And that is um, I'm having difficulty standing on my head in yoga. And then there was this insistence on a pneumonia shot and a flu shot every year. And I go to India and never get sick. I don't take any flu shots or pneumonia shots. But there seems to be this assumption because I'm old, I have a weak immune system. But in fact, when traveling, it's rare for me to get sick. And many people much younger than me are the ones who get the colds. And another example was when I had my eyes tested recently here in England and um, because I needed to get a renewal prescription from contact lenses. And she to- I told her that I didn't want to change the prescription, that she could just give me a, um, the old one. And then, because I find that every time I go in, they increase the diopter because it's just a fraction more. And each time my eyes seem to, to get weaker and I get worse. And she told me that it was scientifically proven that that was not true. But as I pointed out to her, but it is true for me, whether it's scientifically proven or not. Each time I come in here, my eyes have deteriorated. And she said, oh, no, 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 that's because of your age. But in actual fact, we've known for a long time that eyes actually improve with age, whether science agrees with that or not. Another gripe is that the assumption is that we all want to spend whatever little money we have left in retirement to go on cruises and spending our time eating and drinking. So I do feel that the system that we have is definitely not designed for people who are actually in it. But I do think that the world is changing very fast. And now that the baby boomers are retiring, there's going to have to be a completely different view of old age. Older people now want a much different lifestyle. They've already done the cruises, the package tours, and have already had a lifetime of drinking and eating out. And that has grown pretty old for them. Communities will have to think differently about shopping where it doesn't require a bus to go around the supermarket, but where shopping is a pleasurable thing to do, a time for browsing and communing with others in bookstores and coffee shops. When we're older, we need community, not cruises. We need to feel a part of where we live. We want to be a part of life, not to watch it from an armchair. In the, on the television. We want cycle paths, walking trails, swimming pools. We want to dance and we want to sing. 
We want to be independent, not to have to be dependent on a car or to be told that someone can't give us a lift because of liability. We want to know that the law is on our side and that it's there to protect us, not to corral us into a box and keep us prisoners in our houses and nursing homes. We want to be a part of the future. We want to, be, to entertain, not to be entertained. We want to be available for young people, babies and children, not only to be contacted when money is needed. When I was in England, I read an article which I found very interesting. It was about a retirement community which was owned by a company which went bankrupt and the residents decided to take it over and buy it. One of the residents had been a lawyer and he did the paperwork and the legal stuff and the residents chipped in to add their skills to the running of the community. And it's been running now for many years and I'm sure it's had its issues, but the residents feel that they have ownership. They feel it's less expensive and it's not dependent on the profits for the investors. They developed it according to their needs as determined by them and not by a big corporation. And it occurred to me that we could do a similar thing in uh, in all-around communities. I became a widow 15 years ago, and that changed the way I see modern society altogether, which is really a couple society. All of a sudden, I was uh, viewed quite differently, no longer one of a couple. The invitations start dropping off. The kids don't come around because they don't really have as much fun as, as before. You're now the odd one out. And the biggest issue that we face today, not only as older people, but anyone who isn't in the productive line, is loneliness and isolation and not feeling a part of society, which is constantly changing and moving. Old age is associated with disability, which, of course, can occur at any age. But I have observed in India where there is hardly any accommodation for disability, so the disabled and the old just have to get on with it. But it has made me realize that we cater too much for disability in modern society. As soon as the knees start to give out, we go and live on one level. My cousin in England has one of these English houses where the stairs are like a ladder, uh, and the toilets upstairs, and even though he's crippled with arthritis, it's a problem, and it's a problem for him. But because he doesn't have a choice, every day he has to get up and down those stairs. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be access for disabled parking, etc. But uh, it does help to be independent. But aid, it, when it's done first, makes us dependent in another way. Society tends to put people in categories such as age, ethnicity, ability, or according to study, uh, but according to studies or are scientifically proven. Each individual is different, and we all need a way to express our abilities. We can't all be doctors, we can't all be lawyers or IT engineers. Everyone has a talent which needs to be expressed. We are natural beings and nature is extremely diverse. Diversity is our strength. Uh, 
And so it should be for us as well. If we are to be free, I don't think we see things until we are old because in Western society, so much is about financial security and being dependent on a system which has has trained people to think for us and take away our individual right to think for ourselves. In my practice, I see a lot of depression and loneliness, lack of purpose, um, not that these things don't exist in young people as well, but of course the attitude is that, well, you've had your chance, so now it's time to sit in front of the television because you've earned the right to sit and do nothing. Well, my message here is that doing nothing is a cause of depression. If we have too much to do, then it's stressful. But if we have not enough to do, it's also stressful. So with that, I'm going to take a short break and continue with this discussion after in a few minutes. The According to Ayurveda and Yoga Global Community welcomes you to join the conversation at atetv.com, where you can share your experiences of holistic health, ask questions, make comments, and write blogs. It is through atetv.com that professional members committed to bringing authentic knowledge to the world can connect with you. Material from Ate Radio Shows are also available. atetv.com. Visit ATAYTV.com today. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. are listening to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with Anne Holiday. If you have questions or comments about our program, we would like to hear from you. Please contact us via email to info at ataytv.com. That's info at ataytv.com. Now, back to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. 
Welcome back. This is your host, Anne Holiday, on According to Ayurveda and Yoga, and we're talking today about aging. You may remember in one of the previous programs, we talked about the seasons of life, childhood being the season of the kapha time when the body is developing and a time to nurture with stability and grounding. When children are stressed, lonely, anxious, and are exposed to violence and disturbing things, vata will become disturbed in young children. And then when later in life, when the vata period occurs, which is in, in older age, um, these p- problems can get much worse. And there are 80 diseases that are related to vata. And they manifest themselves as degenerative diseases in age. Now, this occurs, the vata period can be any time after 45 to 50. It, it varies in everybody. And it, isn't, it cannot be put off by looking after yourself or anything. It's one of those things that just changes naturally. But these conditions can be managed you just have to understand what the um, symptoms are of vata aggravation. The seat of vata is in the colon, uh, and so because and this is why we get a lot of dryness in the colon uh, manifested by constipation. Constipation is caused by the bowel not emptying properly, and over time, amma will be created. And other problems related to constipation, such as hemorrhoids, will occur. Uh, Hemorrhoids are caused by bearing down too much, which is why women will often develop hemorrhoids after childbirth. So women, when they get older, have to be particularly um, aware of hemorrhoids and the relationship with constipation. Diverticulosis is also related to constipation, which is caused by insufficient uh, fiber in the diet. The large intestine is a muscle, and it has to be uh, kept in tune just like any other muscle in the body. And for that, it takes bulk and fibrous material. Diverticulosis is a weakness which forms a little pocket in the, um, in the uh, intestine and food material can get trapped in there. And then diverticulitis will form, which can be very painful and usually requires hospitalization. I remember when I was in um, Britain, um, I always thought that refined foods were probably introduced by the Victorians because it was unacceptable to pass gas. And so they introduced all these refined foods because they soon realized that if you didn't eat high food, high fiber food, then you didn't get gas. So that is going to be a, by, uh, a symptom of high fiber food. There was a Dr. Burkitt at one time working in Africa studying a type of cancer related to a mosquito. But what he really became famous for was that while living in a village there, he noticed that the enormous size of the bowel movements of the people in the village. 
And he also noticed that there was absolutely no problems with cancer of the bowel or diverticulosis or anything related to digestion because these people just ate leaves and sticks and vegetables and all the fiber was all in their diet it wasn't um it wasn't uh, refined in any way at all and so he d- he made this observation and made the connection to fiber in the diet so it is most important throughout life and especially in age. Uh, The modern diet of a lot of sugar and baked goods and so much animal protein that will not provide sufficient, um, will not provide sufficient fiber. Colonics for cleaning the toxins from the bowel will not substitute for a high fiber diet and over the con to things like metamuso will not make up the difference the bowel needs high fiber and bulk and you get that uh, from psyllium uh, can be added to the diet which bulks up with water and bran has the same effect so keeping the the colon well lubricated as well with ghee in the diet and oils is also important and a lot of warm water with lemon juice will make a difference apples are also very good and all fruits Uh, dried fruit should be uh, soaked because that has all the water taken out of it and it will dehydrate the colon Coffee helps, but it's also dehydrating, so you must drink plenty of warm and hot water. Nuts are important, and a diet of whole grains, not refined foods, lots of legumes, fresh vegetables. And I want to mention here that you should eat the stalks as well and all of the skins because all of that is important fiber. Avoid high-protein foods such as meat, cheese, and soybeans. Avoid refined foods, sugar, flour, pastas, pizza, and white rice. And also avoid very cold foods, ice cream, uh, iced water, and food straight out of the refrigerator. Now, there's a lot of spaces in the bones, which is why osteoporosis becomes an issue in older people. And it's usually in women who have had a vata prakriti through their life. Uh, And if it isn't managed throughout life, then they will have a lot of vata aggravation because there is a lot of air and space in the bones. And it's caused by not also by not having enough calcium in earlier years. And there's poor absorption because of poor absorption of calcium. It's often hereditary and it's more common in women after menopause. uh, And also, as I said, in high vata people. And it's caused by too much dry, cold, stale foods and irregular sleeping habits and suppressing of the natural urges. Um, In the diet for osteoporosis, there has to be an increase of magnesium and potassium, garlic, lemon, parsley, watermelon, grapefruits, those kinds of things. Uh, 
not to, to avoid smoking also affects this regular exercise, yoga, pranayama, and make juice out of garlic, cloves, basil, leaves, and white grass. I will have all of these recipes on my website, which you can refer to. Now, we were talking uh, about, um, in one of the previous programs, about the different values, which are the forces uh, of air throughout the body. And it's the force of air which causes the movement of, um, in the bowel movements, in childbirth, and also in in uh, the urine, the exp- ex- uh, um expiration of urine and urinary incontinence is a common complaint in aging and is even more prevalent in women who've had children and is caused by the inability to control the bladder sphincter and this is mainly due to a weak sphincter so the bladder leaks and the bladder never really gets full enough to get the urge to go But what happens in age is that people don't drink water because they're afraid that they're going to want to um, keep going to the bathroom. And so the the volume doesn't uh, increase in the bladder and they're not able to um, hold it. And so there are some exercises that you can do by um, just simply stopping the the flow of urination. And this will help to um, strengthen the sphincter. There are yoga exercises to do also, but one of the things that we do advise is to not to not to go every time you get the urge, but just to hold it in the, uh, until you know you can't wait any longer. And this will help to not only expand the bladder but to um, it, it strengthen the sphincter. And it can often be due to urinary tract infections also, um, uh, weakened pelvis muscles. In men, it, it can be due to an enlarged prostate. And medications, coffee and carbonated drinks also um, increase the incontinence problem. And the drinking of alcohol. And of course, it's also much uh, very prevalent in stroke patients and those with spinal cord injuries. So now we'll talk a little bit about arthritis. Um, there are three, three common arthritis um, diagnosis. The most common, of course, is osteoarthritis, which is considered to be a degenerative disease and is due to vatar aggravation. It will affect the fingers, the knees, the hips, most of the joints, and will often follow an injury. uh, Osteoarthritis is caused by consuming too much dry, stale food, not getting enough sleep and suppressing the natural urges and being exposed to severe cold and dry weather. Excessive travel and mental trauma can increase the likelihood of arthritis. Excessive exertion on the joints, undigested food and ama, which will weaken the um, joints. 
In osteoarthritis, we get pain and stiffness, and there will sometimes be inflammation, which is caused by pitta and heat, uh, caused by the loss of the synovial fluid and lack of lubrication in the joint. So lubrication has to be treated as well as a cooling treatment um, for the increase in the pain. If there is swelling, that means that there is kapha there, And the best oil for kaffir is mustard seed oil, which is also heating because kaffir is cold. And the herb for kaffir is called punanava. And I'll get back to that in a few minutes. The other other type of arthritis is rheumatoid arthritis, which is... uh, caused by a buildup of armor, which we've talked about, which is the um, accumulation of undigested food, which blocks, gets into the joints and causes problems. Gout is also a type of arthritis and is associated with too much animal protein, which causes uric acid in the blood and crystals in the joints. And it can be very, very painful. Aggravated vata is also associated with hearing problems and hearing issues in the vata time of life. And also conditions related to vata are things like tintinus, which is another vata disturbance. So all of these conditions can be uh, treated or prevented or managed by managing vata. That is the point that I'm trying to get across in this um, in this talk today. And after the break, we'll continue with talking about mental conditions, which are uh, all VATA-related. Um, we have a few minutes now, so I'm going to continue with the, the discussion on mental conditions. Uh, we have s- described, vata is described as that which moves. So anything related to the movement of fluid in the body or movement of the body is all related to vata disturbance. Pain is vata. And as we get older, we tend to have a lot of aches and pains, which are often cannot be explained, like fibromyalgia is one which comes to my mind. And this is all due to vata disturbance. All nervous conditions are due to vata because vata is mobile. Anytime there is movement, especially in the mind, then vata is disturbed. Vata is cold which is why older people don't like the cold, windy weather, even if, even if they've lived in that type of climate all their lives. It's also dry, so dry, windy climates are not favorable. But dampness, wetness, and humidity is very good for vata, disturbed people. Now, when vata is disturbed in the mind, it causes mental unsteadiness. And if there's ama issues as well, Uh, conditions like Alzheimer's can develop. So we're just going to now take a short break and we'll continue with vata disturbances uh, after the break.
step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The According to Ayurveda and Yoga Global Community welcomes you to join the conversation at ateTV.com where you can share your experiences of holistic health, ask questions, make comments, and write blogs. It is through ATTV.com that professional members committed to bringing authentic knowledge to the world can connect with you. Material from Ate radio shows are also available. ATTV.com. Visit ATAYTV.com today. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Healthcare today is full of complex questions and even more complex answers. On top of making choices about healthcare, how do you know that you're making the right choices? Natural medicine or conventional medicine? Should I seek a second opinion? What if I just don't feel right about the treatment I am recommended? Get the answers by tuning in to Rising Through It with Dr. Danielle McDuff, live every Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Healthcare professionals spend a lot of time keeping the rest of us from losing it, getting too stressed out, and from burning out. But who helps the healthcare professional from avoiding the same things? A professional coach can help you avoid burnout and by doing so lead a healthier life. Tune in to Dr. Raji Menon's Stress Busters Corner. We're here to help those who help everyone else. We help them avoid burnout themselves. Tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to According to Ayurveda and Yoga with Ann Holiday. If you have questions or comments about our program, we would like to hear from you. Please contact us via email to info at ateytv.com. That's info at ATAYTV.com. Now, back to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. Vata governs the transmission of information in the mind, which is why we get forgetful in the Vata period of life. But this doesn't have to be any more of a problem than it is at any other time. Older people develop systems of a place for everything and everything in its place. Some make lists and whatever works for you. 
lists have never really worked very well for me. But uh, uh, so I, when I go shopping, I always remember a number. And uh, so I spend a lot of time looking around to find, to fulfill the number and often fulfill the number, but not the num- the things I need. But that's all part of the challenge, I think. <laughs> so simplification is also a factor and keeping a routine, which will minimize vata disturbance in the mind. Uh, multitasking is is really a waste of time trying to do uh, uh, when vata, because that really disturbs vata, and that goes very early on. If you try to continue to do it when you are older, then you will only aggravate vata. It's much better to complete one task before going on to the next. Otherwise, you will end up with a lot of unfinished tasks, and that will only cause more frustration. We mentioned earlier that depression can be an issue in old age, especially if we're alone and isolated. Uh, We feel unhappy inside. We feel helpless about not being able to do anything about it and end up with passive activities which only make depression worse. And then we start complaining and criticizing and feeling sorry for ourselves and drive away what support we may have. And this is all Vata in the system and only us only we can take control of that and change it fresh air is extremely important and sunshine as much sunshine as possible and communing with nature and we've talked too about the importance of vitamin d which the best source of course is the sunshine um uh, but a, a, a supplement could be taken so there is a concept in England, which I ran into, which was in the care of Alzheimer's. And I I wanted to mention it today um, because I think it's a very interesting concept that that we all, all society should be thinking about. Uh, In this concept, the nursing home is set up like a small village, if you like, and the patients actually live a normal life. They have to participate in the preparation of their own food, they work in the garden, they go to the hairdressers, and the people running these um, shops and hairdressers and things like that in the kitchen are, in fact, their carers. Um, I don't know what the outcome of this experiment is, but it certainly sounds as if it's a much better option for both the carers and the patients and um, can create the 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 uh, the need for a purpose in all of us and it must be particularly um, difficult in Alzheimer's patients. Now, I just want to talk a little bit about the management of weight, uh, which can be a big issue in, in age and related to diabetes, which is very common in old age. Now, diabetes is actually a CAFA disease, and the way to keep to treat CAFA is to include the astringent taste, the pungent and bitter taste, which is actually quite aggravating for Vata. So, it it's, makes a lot of sense to figure out that if you are managing diabetes and you're going to be 
aggravating vata. So it's important to manage weight uh, before you get to the vata stage in life. That's the point I want to make today. And we haven't really talked very much about weight management in Ayurveda, um, but weight loss much must be managed um, because if during the pitta period of the life, when the digestive is at its strongest, because later on it it becomes a problem. <coughs> Grow, uh, there was an experiment uh, at a research clinic on obesity in Ayurveda. And it was a very interesting outcome was that grossly overweight people uh, who had, who were hospitalized and their diet and exercise was very uh, controlled, but it was found that they didn't lose very much weight. In fact, they hardly lost anything. And it was determined that it was because their digestive fire was so weak due to a lifetime of eating refined foods, sugar and processed foods, that now their body couldn't metabolize excess fat. So if we only eat um, the sweet, sour and salty taste through our lives and animal protein, then the digestion is going to become weak and um, incapable of digesting the excess. So the point I want to make is that... um, Keep the weight down um, while the digestive fire is is working because once you get into the vata period, it's going to be much more difficult to control weight. Vata is the air and space, and we talked about the subtle doshas of the vata in previous programs, and these are the values, which uh, we've talked we've talked about with incontinence and constipation, uh, and particularly prevalent in women who have had children. Now, the samana value is the force of air which takes the upward and outward movement of energy, which of course um, affects the voice. And we often notice a change in our voice as we get older and a weakness in the, um, in the uh, throat and voice box. And this can be helped by something just as simple as laughing it may seem odd thing to do, but laughing is extremely good for the health and is also is very good for udana value, which is the upward movement of the energy uh, through laughter. And I'm not talking about a little bit of a titter here. I'm really talking about a, a deep laugh that comes from deep into the abdomen. And there are groups in India that actually have weekends doing nothing else for stress management. And that's all they do is laugh for a whole weekend. So it must be quite a giggle to watch. Now, uh, these value, values are responsible for the movement of food and the transportation of waste through the small intestine and out through the the rectum and this is the energy when this energy is vitiated then there will be problems with digestions because it will get weaker as we get older 
Now, other signs of um, aging will be, and is very common in aging, is hypertension. And hypertension is caused by improper diet and lifestyle, increased tension and stress, a high fat and a low fiber diet, excessive intake of coffee and tea and refined foods, fried foods, and heavy spicy oily foods. Uh, it's caused by the restriction of blood vessels where AMA is present. Uh, I will have a long list of ways to manage hypertension, which is the increase of potass- high potassium and magnesium foods, which is fresh fruits and vegetables. Potassium is very high in bananas. Uh, and to control the intake of salt, which is in canned foods and processed foods. And, of course, eating out because you'll lose the control of the salt. Avoid uh, uh, meat, eggs, and uh, excessive salt, pickles, and things like that, tea and coffee. Uh, Increase the use of garlic and lemon and high uh, um, citrus fruits and vitamin C, grapefruit, skim milk, cottage cheese, things like that. And take regular exercise. Pranayama is very helpful here, jogging and swimming. And avoid stress and anxiety is being the main cause. A remedy for hypertension is the juice of three cloves of garlic, uh, some basil leaves and wheatgrass made into a juice. Uh, The papaya juice carrot juice, cucumber juice, beetroot juice, all of these juices are very good for managing hypertension. Uh, One of the things that they do in India is keep water in a copper container and this actually takes out um, the toxins and things that end up in water. So that's not a very common practice in the West, but something I wanted to mention. As I've said in previous programs, the most important aspect of Ayurveda is digestion and sleep. Sleep is the diet of the mind. Uh, It's caused by improper sleep and lifestyle, causing the aggravation of vata. Uh, Too much coffee and tea, a long gaps between meals, the intake of cold, dry foods, all of these things can cause uh, insomnia as well as emotional uh, upsets and worries and anger, overwork, overexcitement and ill health. And I want to talk here about the consumption of alcohol, which can be a big trap in old age when we have a lot more time on our hands and a lot more recreational time. Um, And alcohol can be a cause of insomnia, as I'm sure most of you listening already know, um, that because it increases the vata in the mind. And there are 80 diseases related to vata. So some tips on managing sleep disturbances or insomnia is the main one is to go to bed at the same time every night and to go to bed in the kapha time, which is before 10 o'clock. 
And uh, if that seems very early to you, the reason being is that if you stay up after 10 o'clock, it moves into the pitta time and you will start to wake up again and you're much more lively. An hour before midnight is worth two after and one that we should always remember. And to get into a routine of uh, waking up early in the morning and you'll soon find get into um, a regular pattern, sleep pattern. Try not to lie in bed uh, trying to sleep. If you can't sleep, get up and do something. And don't sleep during the day and allow at least two hours after a meal before retiring. Drink warm milk with a little bit of honey in it. It will help sleep before retiring. And don't do any stimulating activity. All of these tips will be on the website for you to review at a later time. There just isn't the time in this program to cover all of these tips. I haven't talked very much in any of my programs about um, herbs. And I just wanted to mention a very uh, effective vata-controlling herb, which is ashwagandha. And this is a marvelous herb. And you can grow it in your garden and you can add it to your food. And it's very important for high vata conditions and people who have high vata during their life it can be cooked it can be cooked into oil and used as a massage for um, pacifying vata in the joints and remember any time that there is pain vata will be involved if there's inflammation pitta is also involved which is heating so if there's inflammation that has to be treated first because adding heat to pacify vata will also aggravate it the best oil for pitta is coconut oil and because it is cooling and the best herb for pitta is neem now you can see the treatment of these conditions once they become chronic can be very complicated and it's not just a matter of vata, pitta and kapha it requires an Ayurvedic specialist to manage disease once it becomes chronic because if you don't fully understand all of the aspects then you can actually make the condition worse in these programs we're not talking about self-diagnosis but how to prevent the build-up of AMA, how to adjust the diet and lifestyle to whatever period of life you're in, and how to understand that these diseases can be prevented if we adjust our lives accordingly. Old age can be enjoyed just as much as youth and childhood, but if we have poor health, we are severely limited, confined to the house. We can't go far from the hospital or doctor and life becomes limited. So my messaging populations, as is to everyone, is to put your effort into being healthy, not into disease. The benefits are far more rewarding. So that's all for today, and I hope you enjoyed this program on aging. Next week, my subject will be Ayurveda and beauty. So until then, we just have one more thing to do, and that is to laugh. <laughs>
Thank you for tuning in to According to Ayurveda and Yoga. Be sure to join Ann Holiday again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about Ann, our radio program, and supplemental information about what you've heard today, please visit the website ataytv.com. Until our next program, wishing you health and happiness. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.